What's up, guys? We're back with another episode of the You Discuss podcast. Last week, we talked about choosing majors. This week, episode two, we're going to be talking about choosing classes. And again, since we have Jalen here, he worked at the registrar's office. He knows all the ins and outs of how to do everything there. So I'm going to pass it off to him first to explain everything to us. What's up, guys? Happy to be back for a second episode. Um, so, yeah, I worked at the registrar's office, as we discussed last week. Um, choosing classes is definitely one of like the biggest questions that people have at Delaware, especially for the registrar's office. Um, it's not a very simple thing to do. It's kind of complicated and can get pretty confusing. Um, but to register for your classes, uh, you have to, it's all online. Uh, so you have to go onto your UDSIS account, uh, which is basically your student portal for where you'll find all your information, your finances, grades that you do not want to see. I guess if, if you... And fun fact, <laughs> just so everyone knows, I learned this the hard way about UDSIS, is that your parents can change parental controls and see everything. So that's how they find out that you're failing calculus. So yeah, that's just fun as time. an FYI, <laughs> just, just figure out where those settings are and adjust as needed. Yeah, they, they figure out everything. But it helps sometimes. Like, we get calls at the registrar's office with people who... It's still like the 19th century, and they don't know how to use technology. So it's like sometimes they just won't ever figure out. I mean, my mom. That's basically me. My mom figured out, so she saw everything. <laughs> Shout out to Stacy. But, anyways, uh, UDSAS. Yeah. So it's your student platform. You'll find everything that you need there, including where to register for classes. Uh, so in one of the sections on your UDSAS account, you'll see like classes and enrollment. And that is where you would go to register for your classes through WebReg, which is UD's platform to sign up for classes. Uh, every single class that the university offers, you can find in this platform. Uh, you can add classes, you can drop classes, uh, add to yourself to the wait list. Uh, it is all done through there. Uh, you'll also see all the different sections, the class times, where they're held, uh, all through WebReg. So when you go to register for classes, if you are a second semester, if you're going into second semester of freshman year or upperclassmen, uh, this is how you're going to register for your classes for like the rest of your college career. If you're a freshman, uh, your classes are pretty much chosen for you at um, orientation. Uh, they do give you options on like what electives to take if you're taking electives that first semester, but for the most part, they're going to be the ones that are laying out your semester. Uh, most likely, you will have your 8 a.m.s because everyone, every, oh. yeah, every freshman your first year, like, there's like a 90% chance you'll have to get up at 8 a.m. Get over it. It sucks, but... Well, well here's the, the Claudia horror story of the second semester freshman year that I had 8 a.m.s every single day. That was when I made the mistake of being a science major and not being good at science. Um, but you have to get up super early. It's terrible. And I only had one class Tuesday and Thursdays at 8 a.m. So did I go? No. I tried. But I didn't. I didn't go every time. I have to say I slept in. But 8 a.m. suck. You have to take them. I mean, there's there's no getting around it. Sometimes it just is what it is. Yeah, like, we'll we'll probably get to it more, but you have to take 8 a.m.s. They're going to suck. You just have to do it. You probably won't go to all of them because <laughs> I had at least three or four, and each of them I probably went maybe 50% of the time. <laughs> I, okay, I definitely wasn't that bad. We but. we went to we all all three of us did maybe, go maybe to our classes. More, maybe a little more. All three of us did go to our classes. It's just sometimes some of us more than others. Jalen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to class. Sorry, Stacy. <laughs> Five minutes in, and we're already horrible influences. Yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> I mean, that's what this podcast is about. Is just you know we're gonna tell you about our mistakes. You'll probably make them too, but hopefully yeah. you'll avoid a couple. Yeah, I remember like when I first went to school, my sister, like, she like calculated out how much money you're wasting when you skip class. 
And oh, that just that just makes you feel so guilty then. Yeah, but it never crossed my mind, honestly. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. I thought of it. It's like I'm paying for a degree, and I'll make the decision if I'm gonna show up. <laughs> Most of the time, I did. There were only a few eight AMs that I that I skipped. Yeah. Maybe that answers the calculus question yeah. of why I didn't Wait, do more than a few it, for but... me. It's sometimes like. Anyways, for... getting back on topic <laughs> of everything. <laughs> <laughs> right so lots of tangents yeah. when it comes to classes we all have our horror stories <laughs> choosing classes that's what we're talking about um yes so yeah so webreg that's how you sign up for your classes um the other way to sign up for your classes is using the blue hen planner Woo-hoo. you can tell the enthusiasm in that voice <laughs> the blue hen planner like i i can't tell you a worst like you know I, I don't i don't even know how to phrase it is how awful of a it's it's terrible i don't like it i don't everyone always the first calls we'd get from the registrar's office on my blue hem planner i'd immediately roll my eyes it's like i wish i could hang up on you because i don't even want to hear what you have to say because <laughs> I, 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 see I really... everyone listening to this podcast who called the registrar's office about the blue head planners like oh god what did i this poor boy i've traumatized him <laughs> but like my thing here's my thing with the blue head planner like it's good in basically all ways it's like it's good for planning it's a blue head planner it is not good for registering for your classes because when you put in all of the classes that you want to take and then it's your time to register and all of your classes are full you're not going to get the schedule that you would like thought that you were going to get when you first picked them out so i have to confess something to jaylen i was a huge fan of the blue head planner because i'm a i i'm a super organized person everything's got a spreadsheet and everything like that so when I could easily plug in different dates and times and switch things around with different professors, I find it, found it super easy. I never used it to actually register for my classes, but I was a huge fan of the Blue Hen Planner when it came to actually planning out all the classes I was going to take. To be completely honest, I don't think I ever opened that once. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. Well, I'm dead to Jalen now, so that's fun. Like, I just... And, like, it would make all these different, like, scenarios, right? I, I, I honestly, I've never even used it. I've, like, tried looking at it, but just from working at the registrar's office, like, I just have learned to hate it. And, like, I, I've, to my knowledge, I guess, Claudia, you would know better because you used it, which I didn't know. Anyways. Um, <laughs> you It gives you, like, a bunch. You put in all the classes that you want to take that semester, and then you get a bunch of different scenarios back of what your possible class well, schedules can look like. Yeah, so before that happens, it actually gives you a screen where you can block out times that don't work. So, like, you know, don't work sophomore or year don't I blocked take... out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 calm down. <laughs> I You can block out, like, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. if you don't want to take morning classes. Or, like, my senior year, I would work or I'd have research at different times. And so... I'd block out those times to just make it easier or try and... I mean, I was that person who tried to schedule every class on three days so that I had two days off and everything to do other stuff. Um, But it is really nice to kind of see all the options because if you're just searching through the catalog and trying to find all these different times and write them down, it takes so much longer. Don't listen to Jalen necessarily. (laughs) Use it as a planner and then and then go on the other thing that he was talking about i don't remember what it was called so it's to register it's funny because i know ross does this also because we've sat and done it together before i love pen and paper just writing out my classes so much easier so much easier my classes the section number oh i loved it I loved it. I loved having a bunch of things saved and then like I'd have my I'd always create like a first, a second and a third option. Um and that was always, you know, kept everything straight. I could see it visually, not just lists on a paper. That that didn't work for me. And especially for underclassmen and freshmen, 
you will need to have second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth <laughs> options. Yeah. Seventh, eighth, ninth, if you just want to be sure. But you probably won't get your ninth choice either, to be honest. Uh, and again, you're going to take 8 a.m.s. Suck it up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you think you're taking one class, you're not. Yeah. Along with registering for classes, so once you figure out uh, what you want to take and everything, I guess it's kind of before you go to register, uh, Delaware has a basically ranking system of when you get to choose your classes. Uh, a lot of people... I have some beef with this, so <laughs> let me know when you're ready for my team. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people have beef with the school on how they yep. choose their... Uh, list of how when kids get to pick so basically their their choices in who gets to pick first make me a little angry because when i found out senior year that the football team chooses before the honors college i'm not in the honors college but i was offended on their behalf of, i did, I did not, not know that was wait i didn't know that either <laughs> yeah apparently at ud the d1 sports teams get to choose housing and classes before honors college and they said that that was because they need to block out like they can't do fridays for traveling to other schools for sports yeah i was gonna say that which i can kind of understand but i mean i I don't i'm not a huge fan of that i think honors college and those i mean it's academics academic people should choose first but that's just my two cents (laughs) i honestly i did i literally didn't even know that i i worked at the room yeah i'd never heard that (laughs) yeah i did not know that yeah, I'm like, I'm like 90% sure that's how it works. I don't know the rest of the rankings, but I just heard that, and I was like, that makes me angry. <laughs> hmm. So the normal, like, not the normal, but like the basic way, if you're just a student, that Delaware chooses your like uh, class, like when, when you get to pick for classes, uh, goes off of the year that you're in, and then also your credits. Uh, what... Some people, like, one thing I will say is, like, there's thousands of kids at this school. So, like, if you have the same number of credits as someone else, that does not mean that you guys are going to be picking at the same time. Like, there can literally be 600 people in between you and your friend, and that's why you guys are not picking at the same time. Um, Another thing, like, people come in with previous credits. uh, So you might be considered, like, a sophomore when it's – your freshman year and you'll get to choose earlier because you're higher up in the ranking process than everyone else. That's, you know, your year. Um, so the one thing I did learn at the registrar, I will talk about the registrar's office, like for the rest of my life. I absolutely loved their Claudia and Ross. No, like it was, I like me and my girls, we were having a great time. Like, it was the... Like, you and the ladies. Me and the ladies. Like, they were all great. Loved that job. But we, um... Yeah, a lot of people would call and be very upset with registering for classes and then when they got to register. I think the funniest, we had one girl come in and she looks at me and was like, you need to change my... When I get to pick my classes. I'm like, listen, I'm literally a student like we can't do that but why do you think the student worker at the front desk would be able to do that like just out of, just out of curiosity like like she didn't even ask you anything she just walked no, up and just told yeah, you no i said could you sign it on the demanded yeah could you sign on the ipad no just wanted to <laughs> nobody likes signing in on the ipad like i, I, don't, I don't it's really simple i didn't like signing in on the ipad it's two I thought it was annoying. buttons you pick like you pick what year you are, and then you pick what your question is, and you pick like click submit. Like I just want to chat with someone. I like face to face. But we have to log it. We log all that information. It's important for us. There's a whole. I remember science. once I, I was gonna stop by and say hi to Jalen in the registrar's office. I don't know why I didn't. I was just like, that seems like a lot of extra work. He'll probably be at my house, you know, in twenty minutes to d- give me all the tea of all the people who came in, which was oh, always a lot of fun. I did. But yeah, so there was this one girl that came in. It was like, you need to change my classes. And I was like, or change my time to pick classes. And I was like, I'm sorry, but like, I can't do that. And she's like, can I talk to someone that can? And I was like, like, I know like the process. I'm like, what's, what's wrong? She's like, my roommates get to pick before me. And I was like, okay. Like, I, 
good for them. Like, I don't know what you want me to do about it. Congratulations. Right. I was just like, yeah, like, what do you, like, she's like, I don't want to be the last one left to pick classes. I'm like, that's your reasoning? Seriously? Like, is that, is that, that your reasoning? And she was like telling me her SAT scores and stuff. And I was like, frankly, I don't, (laughs) I don't really care. (laughs) I'm a senior in college, but I got a 36 on my ACT, so I should pick first. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't care. So, like, just, like, whatever. And then, like, people would always question it. It's like, that's wrong. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not wrong. Just leave it. Just go with it. And I'm just like, come on. Just leave. Like, registrar's office is so busy during that time. And, like, people that come in and are just like, let me let me put some extra stuff on your plate. Because why not? And I'm just like, really? Like, for what reason? Like, I don't understand. And then they get their parents to call. I'm like, okay, that's another thing. You guys, like, like, you got to, like, talk for yourself. Do not have your parents call the freaking school. Like, come on. It's really interesting that you just brought that up. Because I was actually talking to my mom a couple days ago. And she said that um, at some point, while we, I think we were sophomores, um, UD sent out a letter talking about independence with college students. And how college kids are like how to prepare your child for going to college how to help them through college when like you should be pretty independent i mean learn how to do all these things yourself because they truly do help learn how to register for classes choosing majors talking to advisors etc etc like don't rely on your parents to do that like it also looks better if you're talking to professors face to face not having your mom call about the b you got on your essay like (laughs) nobody would be calling about a b they got unless it was you (laughs) that's true (laughs) not in calculus though i was happy with the d (laughs) well if you think you're writing essays in calculus then maybe that's why you got a d that's why i became a public policy major (laughs) but yeah so like call yourself uh the registrar's office can't really tell your parents much uh, I know that pissed off parents a lot that, like, they couldn't know their students' information and always be like, I'm paying for their tuition. It's like, yeah, but we, we still can't tell you. So, like, chances are if your parent calls and they want to know, like, confidential information, you're going to have to talk to the registrar's office anyway. They're not very – they're not scary. They're very nice people, I promise. They're great. It's just a bunch of Jalens. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, they're – no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> All right, so we have the registering down. You go to UDSIS, you get your time, and you get your date that you're registering. Don't use the blue hen planner, but do. Don't do it. Nope, nope. (laughs) Two to one. So once you are registered for classes, even before you go to your first day, get a textbook, you should know about Canvas. Canvas is the one-stop shop for all of your classes, all your assignments, contact with professors, et cetera, et cetera. It pretty much is just, and you'll get a rundown from your TA about how, to, or um, your TA or your professor about how to actually get there. But basically, it just has a bunch of tiles. Each tile is its own class. Outside of a couple professors who like aren't great at using Canvas, it's super good. It has all the documents you need. It has every assignment, everything like that. Like definitely utilize Canvas as much as you can. Um, I loved Canvas. I thought it was super convenient. I was able to submit everything, write essays, do whatever. Um, but I know a lot of people who didn't like it. I don't I know mean, how you guys felt about it. I'd agree with you. I mean, you're gonna have to use Canvas for, like she's like Claudia said, almost every class except for maybe a couple. And yeah, I mean, it was pretty easy to use. I don't have any complaints. I don't know. Yeah, I thought Canvas was great. I think it's like very easy to navigate i mean i never really had any problems with it um i thought it was a lot better than their old program which was sakai and it was oh yeah definitely oh, i was trying i was trying to think of the name about yeah. that that Dude. was awful yeah sakai was not good canvas is a lot like you can do literally everything on canvas you can chat on canvas you can find like all your assignments I mean, that, all that's your... just that's just unnecessary, but sure. What? You don't you I, chat? Oh, I chatted people Oh, the discussion boards yeah. were the worst. Oh, I yeah. hated those. What? Oh, I love discussion boards. <laughs> because usually when I was going to discussion boards for a class, it was because 
some classes were like post to the discussion board after our lecture and then comment on another person's or something and it just got to the point of like I I just don't want to do this they're not genuine responses like I don't know just that's beside the point I just really didn't like the discussion part I don't know but, I like I mean sometimes like I know for some classes that I had we would have like like you said like they post a discussion oh wait all of us had it for uh, Afro. I was, I was going to mention that. Yeah, yeah, we all had it for Afro. Where we, he would post something on the discussion, and then people would reply, and Claudia would just like talk shit on everyone because everyone's wrong besides her. But um... No, because <laughs> there were some people with problematic opinions in that class. That's why. For all of you yeah, that you don't know, for all of you that don't know, we were in a elective together our final semester. <laughs> it was great. Claudia, don't say anything. <laughs> we'll keep it I'll up. just say this I did all the readings and I did the homeworks and just others did not necessarily do that <laughs> I, I did every I handed everything on time no yes I did I'm kidding it no 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 I oh. was gonna say no I'm kidding it was it was so much fun taking a class with you guys like I rarely took classes with friends just because usually we had different majors and stuff but I I genuinely had a great time with you guys in that class it was a lot of fun that was the first yeah. time she's ever said that so news to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> i compliment you guys all the time calm I, down <laughs> i need the receipts for that but anyways <laughs> okay so i'm gonna backtrack for a minute and since we progressed a little bit talking about choosing classes let's go back to how to choose classes and let's go back to rate my professor which you will be oh. using every semester because My you, because there are so many bad professors, and <laughs> we want to make sure that you find probably the easiest class or one that is the most helpful. So, whoever wants to take it over next, talk about how good it is. I was an avid poster on <laughs> Rate My Professor. You posted on Rate My Professor? <laughs> oh yeah. Nobody oh, yeah. actually posts on it. You just go on it to see the people. Okay, so rating. how do you? So yeah, for the, wait, wait, hold on. Because of people like me. <laughs> so yeah, for the for the most part, there are only reviews from about 2015 and before. But for if you're lucky enough, you'll find the reviews that are recent enough. <laughs> Honestly, what I've noticed is that bad professors have more recent reviews than good professors. That is very true. <laughs> you're more likely to review a bad professor. Yeah, a professor good... has to be pretty great for you to actually get like a legitimate review. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is. Rate my professors pretty accurate. I mean, they haven't really failed me before. I guess I don't choose professors that have bad ratings, so I don't know if they're truly bad, but um, yeah. it's, it's a great resource. Rate, pro- rate my professor was definitely good, like, in the beginning. Uh, for my major, like, my major is so small that, like, junior and senior year, like, I, you only have one professor to choose from. So it's like, I don't really, like, whether they're good or bad, I'm going to take the class anyway. So, like, it didn't really matter. I definitely use Rate My Professor earlier. Like, when you're taking your, like, general classes, like chem, yeah. physics, math, whatever. Like, you can – there's, like, nine different classes. There's 15 different professors, 20 different TAs, 35 lab TAs. Like, there's so many, like, just to choose from, and you don't know any of them because like, you've never taken any of their classes before. So it's definitely good when you're, like, trying to figure out the bigger classes, but I kind of stopped using it and kind of just started signing up for classes when it was later in college. Well, and also as you go later through college, you start to meet more people within your major and kind of chat with people yeah. who have taken similar classes you're thinking of or electives, and you kind of get the feel for other professors. And, I mean, I remember in the School of Public Policy, I had the same professor for three or four different classes. Because they're just covering so many different things. So you'll you'll really get the sense of it. But in the beginning, for E110, there's a lot of great professors and there's a lot of not-so-great professors. So definitely do your research. E110 is English. The main English you have to take, by the way. See, the slang. I need to stop using the slang. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I guess we can move over to the different requirements that you guys need. Jay, do you want to talk about that first? Sure. So, uh... Every major is different uh, for what you need credits-wise, for what you need elective-wise, uh, but 
every single major has university requirements that they have to fulfill. Uh, some of them, you have to have a 2.0 GPA to graduate. So get your grade up, check yourself. <laughs> um, but you also need probably somewhere around 120 credits to graduate. It varies major by major. I don't, I honestly don't even know what mine was. I think it was like 122. I think mine was under 20. 120. Mine was 124. Yeah, so I think they're okay. All, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're all between like 120 and 130. Obviously, you can go like way over that, but I don't know. That's for overachievers, not me. Um, but well. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's hard with the 120. I mean, 120 credits is like you do your major, but sometimes if you have a minor or you have something like that, you're going to go over. You're not going to, like, be able to match it exactly. And you're pretty much – it's a full course load. You're taking uh, 15 credits every semester to get that. So don't think of that as an easy number to attain. That's – I mean, that's 120 credits of hard work and lots of classes. Yeah, so. it's definitely, like, not a – I mean, like, like you said, fifteen credits a semester. Like, that's a pretty full schedule. I mean, if you, I mean, it's five classes, right? Like five classes, or if you're like science majors, you like have like three lab classes and elective. Like, it's a lot of work to try to yeah. keep up with. But you can go, you can go over fifteen credits. Uh, people graduate early. Uh, one thing that Delaware actually uh, started while we were in school, they kind of didn't really like uh announce it much but um you're able to go up to i think 22 credits uh without having to pay extra instead of i think it was 18 before it was 18 before. yeah i didn't yeah. know that. i thought it was 18 yeah so you're allowed now you have to get approval from your advisor but you're allowed to go up to 22 credits uh without having to pay extra um so that you can try to catch up if needed uh but like we said last episode gotcha. 22 credits like that's I I could <laughs> never take twenty two credits in a semester. For the most part, like regarding what he was saying, uh, based on like what classes you're taking, fifteen credits could be a ton. Like based on what classes, but if you think you can handle it and you're taking somewhat easier classes, twenty two credits maybe is good to catch up. I mean, I did eighteen credits one semester, and that was like my limit but i was taking i had to catch up on some um university requirements which we'll get into in a second um but it was some policy classes i didn't have any science or math so i was able to stay on it a little better especially since fun fact most policy majors junior senior year you don't have a single exam <laughs> so if you don't nice. like tests be a public policy major um yeah but Going back to what you were saying, Jay, about the 120 credits and making sure that you, you know, have a balanced schedule is not just taking, oh, I need to take four math classes. Don't take them all at once. Really add in, like, spread out those harder classes, add in your electives, make it a nice mix because you will be torturing yourself if you do all of your main core classes, all engineering, all that stuff. That's gonna, that's gonna wreck you. No social life, no going out, so... Just keep that in mind when you're scheduling your classes. Yeah, make sure to spread everything out evenly and, like, just based on a couple of the classes I had to take, like, uh, Stat, um, Econ, Missy 160, which is, like, a computer programming class. Like, do not take... I don't remember exactly when they were, but don't take them all at once because that will cause so many headaches, so many problems. Just make sure to spread them out evenly. Wasn't stat the most com like the most failed class at UD? Yes. So I was just about to say. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. One time, our test average on one of the exams was, I believe, I don't. It was either like a forty something or a sixty something, huh. and he wouldn't he wouldn't Ooh. curve it whatsoever. I was furious. Yeah, I remember like, I, I even like before working at the registrar's office, I remember like looking up like hardest classes at UD and like you expect like I don't know chemical engineering mechanical engineering calc whatever right. and then like at the top of the list is stat 200 and I was like stat I'm like I've I believe never the one I took was math 201 
Mm-hmm. That's it's that, like, too. Yeah. Yeah. I took stat 200, and I remember... Not, not, I don't mean this as a brag, but like that was one of the easiest classes. And I took it over winter session, which we should also talk about winter session. Winter session is my favorite thing in the world. Um, but I took it and I remember I told my dad that I did well in it. And he was astonished that I did well in a math class. And I know he's listening to this podcast laughing because he was probably very surprised. But yeah, so getting back to requirements, classes-wise, you need to take a certain amount of electives uh, to graduate. They depend, again, on major, just because some majors will have overlap of some of the uh, electives that you have to take. But generally, you'd have to take uh, three credits of each of the groups of electives that the university has to offer. So there's four different groups. There's Creative Arts and Humanities. History and cultural change, social and behavioral sciences, and then math, natural sciences, and uh, technology. So you would have to take at least one class out of each of those. For like science majors, you don't have to take a group D class because one of your major classes will make up for that. And I'm assuming that, I guess, you know, Ross or Claudia, you can say maybe one of your major requirements, did they satisfy like one of the other groups? Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure they did. I mean, I remember for my for my major, we had to have nine credits in each of those categories. Right. Um, and I think some things covered it, but, like, it was one law class that I took that did some history and cultural change um, requirement. But I was pretty much taking extra electives for all of it, which I liked because I took a bunch of random different classes that I wouldn't have normally taken. Yeah, I think that's, like, kind of nice. Like, it seems annoying because, like, they're making you take more classes on top of what you already need to to graduate. But, like, when I was switching my major, like, I was, I took that cognitive science class just to see if I wanted to switch into the cognitive science major. And I decided I didn't want to, but it covered... I think, like, the social and behavioral sciences group. So it was, like, even though, like, I took the class and, like, didn't need it, it satisfied that group, and now I was finished with that group, but I didn't have to take another one. Yeah, I'm so happy that I, when I transferred out of the animal science department, those labs and classes I took fulfilled the group D math, natural science, and tech section because... I, I couldn't do another math or science class. That was too painful for me. <laughs> too painful. Do you guys have any classes of those groups that you can think of off the top of your head that you think would be good options? Afra. I, I know one. Afra. Okay. Afra. Afra. I was going to say one that I know uh, Jay recommended to me and a couple other people was Music 101 oh. for, I believe, Creative Arts and Humanities. Yeah. Uh, but then I think when I took it and maybe someone else took it afterwards it, it was, started to get a little harder yeah it was very different it was extremely easy for me i mean i'd go to class like we'd listen to music and he's like go home and study beyonce and i'm like I, that's not even homework like that's just oh, a lifestyle so- like that's just a lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not homework but it was great but we had open book quizzes like it was super easy but then ross when you took it like it was like it was harder it was actually like Okay, like, I know it sounds like I'm a horrible student when I say this, but, like, when Jay took the class, I don't believe he took attendance no. ever or often. No. And, like, I know I, I know I sound bad saying this, but, like, he would constantly make sure that we were checking in right before class. And, like, you know, it starts to get annoying after a little while when you have certain expectations and then you expect... How did you check yeah. in? Uh, he must download some app. I don't remember what it was called. Oh. That's intense. I, I never had app, that for any class. Right, because I was going to say, I mean, like, clicker? Yeah, like, it wasn't a clicker. Oh, no. clickers. Yeah. I forgot about clickers. Clickers, <laughs> clickers were, yeah. They're basically, they're basically this little remote that just has, like, an on button and then A, B, C, D. And they're used for taking attendance, pop quizzes, all these things. There are professors who will mark you absent if you forget your clicker. Like, put that thing into your backpack, glue it to the side, yeah, never lose it. it. Yeah. Like, Mine's still sitting in my room. I'm probably going to put it I was going to say, I literally, I can feel mine. <laughs> I don't know where mine is. I want to find it now. Oh, no. Just have it as a souvenir. Um, mine was my brother's. 
but yeah, so... One of the other classes yeah, I was gonna that say, I really so liked Afro... was nutrition. Oh, sorry. All right, wait. Nutrition, intro to nutrition was actually really interesting. You learned a lot, and it wasn't horribly hard, but Afra with Drew Brown... Yeah. The best. We're name dropping. Was... We're name dropping because he was such oh, a great professor. He's awesome. It was an yeah. amazing class. Like that was probably one of my favorite classes I took at Delaware. And and he was such a hard professor. Like he made you work, yeah. but it was never boring material. It was constantly like your homework was to like watch music videos and watch documentaries and do this, but you're actually analyzing it for aspects of, you know, culture art all these things like it was uh 10 of correct 10 me if i'm wrong class. was it after 206 yes yeah. yeah it was after 206 i honestly like i remember it was the last elective i needed senior spring me too yeah and everyone like all of our friends like not all of our friends the three of us <laughs> and colleen and colleen and colleen <laughs> um we uh all needed a group a so i was like looking and it was like hip-hop culture and i was like oh like i was like we're just gonna learn i'm like we're gonna listen to music we're gonna watch sports and then he texted me saying would you like to take it with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i was like i was like this would be a cool class to take thinking like it would be super easy we all sat down the first day and we're thinking like all right silly week like we're just gonna chill like just talk about oh no he said my name is professor drew and we're gonna start and we had six pages of notes the very first day of class yep. <laughs> it was not and prepared. no computers no computers that's another thing about choosing classes is you can you have two weeks to switch your classes switch in and out of other classes and whatever if you hate paper notes there are a lot of professors who will say no computers Switch out of that class because it'll definitely make your life harder if you're not good at taking paper notes. Because there were, I had almost half my professors were like no computers. So it's funny because I, I literally taught, I was like shit talking people who are stuck at the 19th century before. Meanwhile, I refuse to take notes on my laptop. The thing I hate the most is hearing the freaking clicking of the keys in lecture. And it's not, it's like, a swarm because it's when you're in a <laughs> when you're in a class with 200 kids and 198 are using a freaking computer i'm just like can you guys please just i don't i don't know what you need to do but type i, I don't know pen and paper i'd also like to note that jalen has this obset, uh, obsession with pencils <laughs> so he loves to write I was just about to say number two ticonderogas <laughs> why are you guys, it's a little weird it's a little me? out there why but like you but, me? you know let him do his thing. I'm all about a sharpie, uh, a sharpie pen. Those are the best. Color coding your notes, making outlines. Yeah. Pencil. Sharpie pens. Pencil and sponsor us paper. Sharpie. Carry around a sharpener with you. I had an electric one on my desk. I still have it. I have one at my desk. Oh, so that's not annoying. But the typing on, on the computer. Well, is. I'm doing it at. <laughs> okay. First of all, I come to class prepared. I sharpen my cl- my pencils beforehand, so that it's not disruptive to the class. I'm not. I'm trying. I'm there to learn. Okay. I'm not here. Right, right. right I'm not right. here to hear people just click on their keys for 45 minutes. No, stop it. Just take out a pen, write it down. It's I easy. was pretty half and half when it came to pencil and paper versus computer, because some professors also would like give out the slides early, or they would give you outlines for what you're talking about, and you can take notes on that, and that keeps everything organized pretty well, but. I mean, one text would come in, and I'm like, oh, I'll just answer that real quick. Oh, I'll just answer an email. You just get more distracted. Pen and paper is always the way to go. It is. It really is. And so I have one more class that I would suggest, and this is for Group D, I believe. It's a science class. So uh, my science class that I took with a lab, uh, I took Geology 105, and it was... Geology 115 for the lab. Is that rocks it was, for jocks? It is. Yes, it is, it is <laughs> extremely easy, and I would recommend it to everyone that needs to take a science class. Yeah. So being in the geology major, I it's always, like, you always hear, I mean, the funny, I, I love, like, whenever I tell someone I'm a geology major, first question, not even a, not even a question, it's just automatically, so rocks. And I'm like... 
no. <laughs> like, like yes, but no. And then they're like, oh, like, what is it? I'm like, oh, it's all these things and these things. And then they take, like, Geology 105, and they're like, you lied to me. All you do is just look at rocks. And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> but, like, I can see why you think that, because you just took rocks for jocks. But I, 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 I didn't take it. That's not a requirement for the geology major. I'm assuming maybe, like, they it's like too easy i don't know <laughs> probably but, <laughs> but i never took it but i was very really like oh i'm going to geology i'm like wow like so many people take geology but there's only 20 kids in my major <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this doesn't add up but yeah I yeah mean... i took i i had a class that was um i'm gonna forget the name of it exactly but it was in the women's studies department and it was um like women's studies and political science or women in political science, something like that. And I actually took that with my roommate, Michaela, who was a neuroscience major and she does not like politics, but she was a trooper and she took it with me. And I loved that class because it was super conversational, lots of discussion, not so much work, but you kind of got to chat about everything. So I also recommend looking in other departments that you wouldn't think of or that are completely something that you're not interested in because Michaela had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so some other requirements just besides the breath courses uh claudia had mentioned e110 which is the english class that every student has to take uh I, something that i know you can place out of it but i for the most part most kids have to take e110 I think if you get if you take AP English in high school and you get a five, yeah, that's when I, you because I yeah. I think I got a four on that and they didn't let me yeah not take I, it. I'm I pretty sure to. that's how you place out of it. But for the most part, like they suggest that everyone takes E110. E110, you usually take it your freshman year, either in the fall or the spring. But I'm pretty sure you can take it whenever you want. Um, but there are tons and tons and tons of classes with tons and tons of different professors nobody's E110 experience is the same unless you have the same professor in the same class. My E110 class was wonderful. We did basically nothing. We had debates about... I had to I had to have a debate about a song. I had to debate why a song was, like, persuasive, but we chose something random, like Who Let the Dogs Out or something. Like, it was just, like, a random-ass song. And there was that. I had to write a love letter to Abby... And then had to hand out animal crackers and talk about animal poaching. Like, that was my See, English class. <laughs> and I wrote ten essays with three drafts and peer reviews and exams on writing and all. Like, there is no way to tell what it's going to be. But... Yeah, I mean, I don't remember mine too specifically, but I did not have ten essays. I'm pretty sure there was maybe two. But I definitely had one big one at the end, but for the most part, it was easy. From what I can remember, yeah, I like it was definitely not as bad as Claudia's. We had one exam, and I'm not good at English. I'm very bad at all things that have to do speaking and writing. <laughs> They're laughing because you can tell by that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they're laughing because I, I don't form sentences at all. But we had one exam. And I got a 92 on the exam. And I was, like, freaking out because I'm not I'm not good at English. It was, like, probably the easiest exam. But, like, I got a 92. I was really proud of myself. And then she gave us the option to, like, if we wanted to keep that grade, then we could. But if we wanted to get rid of it, then we could get rid of it. And, like, I had 100 in the class. So I dropped, like, my 92 as an exam grade. And I was, like did i like what why i was like why how did i how did i just manage to do that and i was like this is great because like in high school mm -mm, in high school i did not do well in english whatsoever the the dropping of exam grades is great um never ever does it happen like it did for Jalen, where you're dropping a 92 usually <laughs> yeah. you're dropping a 32 or a but, zero i mean you know Jalen's Jalen's very blessed for that <laughs> they're gonna call me smart no silence <laughs> silence <laughs> silence doesn't say anything thanks thanks for the support claude thank you uh, that's what i'm here for Jalen. Yeah. so another requirement 
besides the uh, electives, besides E110, uh, your FYE and your DLE classes, which I feel like most people don't really know what they are. I mean, FYE, most people, like, you, everyone has to take FYE. It stands for first year experience, yeah, by the way. That, that's important, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah. Just a little. <laughs> so, tiny, tiny bit. Yeah, your first year experience class, for most people, it's just like your... Actually, I probably shouldn't talk on the, this part, um, I, but um, for most uh, students, you just take a seminar about, like, it's like what, going to school and like how to survive on campus and everything? Well, it covers a couple of things. So first and foremost, I didn't know this until I got to orientation at school, because like I said in the intro, I'm from Florida, so getting to Delaware for orientations and everything was not super easy. Um, you'll have a, a book that you read over the summer going into freshman year. Luckily, it was like one of my favorite books. So I had already read it. You re so in my, you read it when the emperor was divine. Fantastic book. Give it a read. Couldn't even tell Shameless you the name plug. of it. <laughs> fantastic book. Fantastic book. Um, but the, my, in my FYE class, we talked about that, but they also cover, you know, a lot of heavier topics about school, like safety on campus, drinking, Office of Student Conduct, which we will talk about how to avoid that from yours truly. Um, but it they talk about a big range of things, but it's pretty much just the intro to everything and how to enjoy freshman year and not get in too much trouble. Kind of like this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so for... Some majors, uh, including, I'm just speaking on behalf of the engineers, uh, you do not take the university first year experience class. Uh, you'll take really? E triple G, is what we called it. I mean, I like to call it egg, but that's not how you spell egg. So, yeah, egg. <laughs> I know how to, I see I can spell some things. But yeah, E triple G was. Well, you also, you said E triple G, like egg isn't spelled with two G's, Jalen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so egg is the engineer's first year experience class. They don't really focus on, like, the, you know, just how to be a college student. Uh, I had projects. I had research assignments. I had, you know, we had quizzes and stuff. Like, we would be put into, like, little groups, and you'd have that group for the entire semester. So, like, we had to make a phone charger which uh caused lots of trouble our freshman year that's a funny story uh so basically in this class you had to make a phone charger like a solar charger and the most common way of making this charger was by putting uh copper wire through a pvc pipe and someone threw out their project so when oh, someone saw in the trash can a white pipe with wires coming out of it uh they called in to the bomb squad and our buildings all three of us because claudia and i were in gilbert ross is in russell uh, all three of us got put on uh that's what that was yeah all three yeah. of us got put on lockdown for a couple hours because there was a bomb scare at our campus but really i did not know that that was Oh yeah, That's what that we was. got we got all the engineers got an email about it to make sure that you dismantle your projects before putting them in the trash because they look like pipe bombs. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so I honestly I yeah I doubt that they even still do that project to be honest, or maybe they go about it a different way because like <laughs> maybe they keep them in the classroom yeah. after that. The professor, <laughs> the TA, dismantles them. Yeah, so that's what happened freshman year, but it's it's a different class structure. Uh, it's definitely more work. I mean, we had uh, – it was, like, it was a decent amount of work. Like, you'd have to meet a couple times a week with your group, like, spend a couple hours every couple days, like, trying to finish all your work. So it was very different. I know – I think nursing has their own or, like, like the health sciences. I'm pretty sure they have their own FYE class. I think the nurses um, – I mean, I know other sciences, like animal science, we didn't have a special one. Um, ours was just the, the standard. Right. Yeah, I can't think of anything in particular yeah. that I had. Did you take FYE – like, you took the regular FYE class? I mean, I had SPTM 210, which is, like, intro to sport management. 
No, I don't think that's the same. I don't think it's that. It's like low. It's like a 100 level class. Like they're supposed to be easy and simple. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Oh, I can't think off the top of my head of that now. So along with the FYE, there's also the DLE, which is your Discover Learning Experience class. Uh, I think it's called capstones in some majors, right? I had capstones. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think my trip counts as a capstone. Um, what were your guys' uh, DLE classes? Because I honestly don't know other majors' DLE classes besides mine, to be honest. So for us, we had to get an internship oh, somewhere right. in the for- sports-related field, and we had to uh, have weekly logs i believe it was and then answer it was like a couple questions uh in a couple paragraphs and submit them each week and uh i believe there were two book reports too if i remember correctly oh wow yeah mine was the actually almost identical to ross's i had to get an internship it had to be approved by the school like you had to get it checked and everything yeah yeah there was reports there was papers and then um we had to write like a final overview of everything, but it was pretty much a summer internship. Oh, you did yours. You did yours over the summer too. Yeah, yeah. Mine, because I ended up going to Michigan for mine. Um, oh, you, right, I could right, have right. done it during the semester, but I, I didn't. I wanted to go do something during the summer, and it's a great experience to do a full like, full time internship. All right. So, I my DLE class. I hope I'm. I hope my trip is what counts as my DLE class. I feel like it is. Like, it has to be, right? Um, so you graduated. <laughs> I, yeah, that's true. Um, so I'm pretty sure that our for geology, our DLE is uh, our field camp course. Uh, so it's technically a spring course, but uh, it's a three-week trip over the summer. Uh, so we went out and did research and camped uh, throughout some of the western states we were in new mexico arizona uh, utah south dakota i don't even remember where we went to so many places a bunch of places yeah we went to so many places <laughs> several states right yeah but it was three weeks long a little over three weeks but it was so much fun like that was like an awesome trip so like we went out and got to see all of what we were learning basically in person and honestly, it was a really good price, too. I mean, we had all of our meals and everything and, like, flight, and it was, like, under $2,000. So, like, it was a really good price. Um, but that was definitely, like, a really fun experience, just being able to go and kind of just see what it's like out there on the other side. Because the West Coast is freaking awesome. <laughs> it's so yeah. much fun. All right, so I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, and it's really important to – go back to, I think, which is winter session and alternative semesters, which is winter classes and summer classes. Um, I took winter session every year. I thought it was so much fun. You get a couple classes out of the way. It's pretty much four or five weeks, depending on what class you take. And it's like everyday intensive, get classes done in a short period of time. I did things like Spanish, um, easier electives, things that weren't super intense classes, Um, or things that I really wasn't too interested in and just wanted to get them over with as fast as possible. Um, so winter's great for that. Summer classes, I personally never took summer classes, but I know a lot of our friends did. Um, and it pretty much, you can take it at UD or another school, but it's just another way to get some more classes out of the way or redo a class at another college that you didn't do too well on. Did you guys take summer classes? I will piggyback off of that because i took a one winter class and i took one summer class so i took a winter class which was i believe it was one it was either micro or macro economics and because i had to both of them are because i had to originally withdraw from the class um so i i don't remember which economics it was exactly but i had to withdraw from it so then i had to make up for it again at a later time so I took it during, I think it was winter sophomore year, I want to say. And then originally, one of the first classes I took was calculus. And I had to make up for that during the summer. And I did that then. Yeah, I took two classes 
but I took both of them not at Delaware. I took Calc 3 uh, back home, and then I also took um, an online class of Intro to American Politics. But, yeah, I probably should have said that. I took one of my classes at Delaware. I took the economics one during the winter session there, and then a summer class I took at a school nearby my house yeah they always like i always i don't know who like recommends but like i remember just like always hearing like take the classes at home and just transfer them to delaware <laughs> like that's always just yeah like, i've heard that that's like always i'm like i don't know who it's said cheaper. it cheaper right it's so much cheaper um i mean i took count three at my community college and it transferred yeah. over <laughs> so like but make sure you're checking to make sure it'll transfer. Because I know a couple people who took classes and didn't check if they transferred. Yeah. And, and got kind of screwed. Yeah. yeah, when I was starting to do that, I saw that. And there were some that didn't, like, count as equal credits for any for a certain class. And I almost screwed myself by doing that. Yeah. But I yeah. made sure. Because basically, at the registrar, like, the registrar's office has a list of every college that they transfer credits from. And just because you take a class at a different school doesn't mean you'll get credit for it towards like a class here you get credit for every single class so if you take three credits of a random class you automatically get three credits uh towards graduation but that doesn't mean that like since you took calc at one school that doesn't necessarily mean that it transfers back over to delaware uh so before you take the class like it's really important to go onto the registrar's office website and figure out what transfers over before you take it so that you don't just waste your money and then have to take a class that you just took and paid for anyway. Um, but most classes, most general classes you can probably find at like your general, like community college at home. Once you get into like your major specific ones, that's where you'll see that less and less like credits will transfer over because they kind of want you taking those at Delaware because those are your main classes that you need to graduate uh, so last thing that uh, we want to discuss, or I just want to talk about, is you've taken, like, after you, you like, picked your classes, you're in your requirements and everything, uh, so drop ad is, I think, two weeks after, right? Two weeks. Yeah. So you A ha- very hard two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> like, so you have two weeks to basically decide whether you want to keep the course or drop it, and then also if you want to add a different course... Um, after that two weeks, it is near impossible to add or drop a course without either one paying or it's showing up on your transcript somehow. Uh, so when that deadline says Friday at midnight, like if you try to do it like Saturday at 1201, like it will not work and there is no leeway. Like, and you can, there is a different timeline for choosing pass fail. So you can then. If you get through a class, I think it's, what is it, a month or a month and a half yeah, or something? Yeah, I think it's, because the semester's 15 weeks. I think you have five weeks to choose yeah, pass-fail so, and also if you want to withdraw or audit, which both of those, withdrawing and audit is basically the same thing as dropping. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> withdrawing is the same thing as dropping, um, but it shows up on your transcript as a W. And auditing, yeah, and auditing, you are saying basically that you're not getting agreed for the course, but you're still going to attend it and do all the assignments, but you're just not going to get agreed for it, and you're going to retake it at a later point. Um, Both of those will show up on your transcript. Dropping will not. So it's, like, really important after those two weeks, like, if you need to drop a course, like, you don't you do not have much time to do it like you got to get rid of it or you got to add something else before that deadline or else there's really not much that they can do um the registrar's office there's not much that they will do to help you right exactly like the registrar's like it's a very like strict hard deadline like they're not gonna they're not gonna give you some extra you know some underground switch up that they could do like it's it's not happening if you miss that deadline you miss that deadline there's yeah that's really it so you got to make sure that once you figure out like after silly week i think it's kind of hard because like your first week for a lot of your classes is kind of just like oh this is what the class is going to be introduce yourself which is except for afro with drew yeah (laughs) except (laughs) except for afro 
But like, how are you, it's like hard to know. Like, how do you know you want to drop a class when all you've done is gone over the syllabus and then done stupid ass icebreakers for the well, first day? A good a good strategy is to read through the syllabus and kind of look like how many exams are there. What does the information look like? Kind of try your best to gauge it, but. I mean, it is a risk taking any class because you never know how it's going to turn out with different professors. And isn't the correct way to change classes by swapping and not actually, like, dropping the class? So it depends. Um, if you want to swap classes, uh, like like you said, it's not – like, you use the swap button because those first two weeks when people think, like, oh, I'm going to go on – WebReg at 10.30 at night and just drop a class and add a class because nobody is looking for this class. One, there could be someone that's literally six hours into waiting for someone to drop that class. And also, lots of classes have wait lists. So when you drop a class and then try to add another one, thinking, oh, like, there's three spots open. It's like, yes, there's three spots open, but there's also 37 people on the wait list. And you're not going yeah. to get into that class, even though there are spots open. So like you kind of just got to read and make sure that like it's actually possible to, you know, switch the class. Uh, using the swap is a lot better because a, a like when you try to swap it, if it doesn't work out, like it will pop up and say the reason why. Uh, and then like if it says like, oh, this is for people with that major only or this is for freshmen only, then you know that there's no point in you dropping this class for that class specifically because it's not going to work out anyway and always if you are gonna not use the swap button register for the new class and then drop it because yep. you'd rather have a bad class yeah. than no class exactly <laughs> and sometimes there when you're like looking for the class that you want and say it's out of like 50 people and it says three out of 50 left that doesn't mean there's three seats yeah Sometimes, like, Most, like those seats more, can be reserved yeah, more, or, like, yeah. only for certain majors and you just, like, it's very deceiving. Yeah. More likely than not, if a class has less than five seats, you will not be able to get into it. There's usually saved seats for some reason beforehand. So, like, before you go and try to add the class, like, you might just want to have a backup option. Also, when you're looking... On WebReg, a lot of people, before they pick, they'll look to see how many spots are left in that class. Uh, it updates, like, not every single time someone switches into a class. So, like, just because when you're looking, there's 25 seats left, like, there could be zero seats when it's your time to pick. So, like, yeah. you just got to make sure you have written down your backups and not using the Blue Hen Planner. Or organized in the <laughs> Blue Hen Planner. Just make sure that you have your backups <laughs> beforehand so that you don't run into problems when you're picking your classes or trying to switch or anything. Do you guys have any more tips or tricks you think you want to add in? Actually, yeah. <laughs> Jay's always got to have the Please. last word. Okay, so being from New York, right, people are like, oh, city, oh city walker, fast walker, fast runner, like you're sprinting the class. Oh, listen, no, this, this, this listen, could actually be a good listen. point. I had class in Robinson Hall, which is on the South Green uh, near the Student Health Center. So it is, I'm pretty sure, the southernmost building. Actually, well, besides like Star Campus, on the main part of campus, it's the southernmost building to have classes in. Right before that, 15 minutes in between classes, right, I had Afra which is at McDowell, right near the train tracks, which is the most northern building to have classes on campus. Yep. I am not a fast walker. 15 minutes to get from McDowell <laughs> down <laughs> to Robinson. It is a very small amount of time. Yeah. you, you think, It's surprisingly short. It's yeah. very short. It's like crazy. It's like you walk five steps, and it's like, wow, it's been five minutes already. Just make sure to monitor where your classes are because you will be power walking through the streets and then get probably screwed over by the horrible crosswalks that there are <laughs> that we'll eventually get to. Yeah. Yeah. Or get stopped by the police because you're jaywalking. <laughs> or have no we'll bus because that. the times are horrible and random. 
And no matter how much time you think you have, you don't have time to stop in the student center to get sushi. <laughs> you can you can make time. <laughs> Trust me, I have been able. You know what? My like proudest moment at Delaware was being able to walk from Afra to Robinson and still stop and get Chick-fil-A. Because <laughs> that Chick-fil-A line, you know how ridiculous that Chick-fil-A line gets. I mean, I have to... <laughs> quick quick little aside. In Trabant, there's a bunch of seats. There's a couple of little... There's... There's a couple little food stands, and then there's Chick-fil-A in the corner, and you will see this massive line it's ridiculous. of everyone waiting for Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I it always went absurd. for the seaweed salad at the sushi place, and the number of times I walked into Afra just with my chopsticks and my <laughs> bowl of seaweed salad, I mean, I, people were making fun of me about it, say, but we had, you gotta we do We had it. Afra at like 10.45 in the morning. Yeah, gotta get my, sushi, my seaweed salad. Come on, man. It's the perfect daytime snack. <laughs> no, I'd go to Chick-fil-A and like it, the best was when you get out of class like five minutes early because you know you're not hitting that line. And then you get there, you get your spicy chicken sandwich, you get your fries, and then you turn around and everybody's waiting and you're just like royalty walking to that cash register. No, that is very true because <laughs> when everyone has the same break in between class, that the yeah. same 15 minutes or the same hour and 15 minutes when people want to go and sit in Trabant, you will have the horde come in and just attack the chick-fil-a mm-hmm. and if you get out if you get out five to ten minutes early it makes it's a huge perfect. difference i'm gonna say something controversial yet brave chick-fil-a it's it can't be that good to wait okay so long. so for those listening she's vegetarian right, so just ignore that comment <laughs> <laughs> it can't be i mean it's a chicken sandwich come on it's not like, just a chicken sandwich I mean, in my opinion, Popeyes is better. That's the chicken sandwich. That, but no, it's not. Let's debate. But we move on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Getting side right. Getting very sidetracked. So I do have one more tip, and I mean, it's not really a tip, but it was a lucky situation for me since my brother went to Delaware before me, and he was a senior when I was a freshman, so he was able to help schedule my classes for me, mm. and he would be able to hold a class or two for me since he had an easier senior schedule and it would really help me out since I obviously as a freshman I wouldn't be able to pick the classes I wanted for the most part so that was yes, very nice so basically <laughs> if you know anyone that goes to the school before you or you know someone that has an older sibling or anyone like that that is very beneficial or get a job at the registrar's office and you get to pick first bingo <laughs> But yeah. All right. I think that's it. Yeah. You guys got anything else? I'm good. I'm Gucci. Okay. We'll see you guys next week. Adios. See ya. (laughs) Bye. Hey guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the You Discuss podcast. Remember, everything we talk about on this podcast is our own opinions and experiences, and we are not affiliated with the University of Delaware. We love making this podcast, and we wouldn't be able to do it without everybody's support. Special thanks to our friend Abu, who made our intro song for us. You can find more of his stuff on Instagram and SoundCloud at HoudiniFR. Also, thank you to our friend Sam, who drew out our logo for us. You can find more of her work on Instagram at samim.72. Go check them out. Their stuff is awesome. We have a new podcast every Thursday, and you can find us on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Tell us what you think by leaving a review. Please follow us on Instagram at udiscuss underscore and on Twitter at udiscuss1 for regular updates about the podcast and to see more about our time at UD. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you next week.